Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Fightful.com. It is December 15th, 2021. It is AEW Dynamite. It is winter is coming. We have so much to talk about. And we're going to go a bit out of order tonight, but I'll get the plugs out of the way. I dropped an interview with Brian Myers, the former Kurt Hawkins, on Tuesday that you guys are absolutely going to love. Uh, we talk about Extreme Conversations, which is a new ECW podcast where he talks about particular subjects like Balls Mahoney or an ECW pay-per-view, but he talks to a bunch of different people about it. It's a lot like Inside the War Games, Inside Royal Rumble that I do. And then at the end of the interview, I actually do the same with him. I talk to him for a couple of upcoming projects that I have. So get a sneak peek at that there. This Friday, I've got the inspiration live on the scene, even though somebody live switched off Billy Kay's mic and we had to do some microphone magic there. Uh, the, the former Billy Kay, rather, Jess McKay. It is a fun talk. They both slapped me, which was wonderful. Uh, I called Gail Kim old, which, you know, I didn't mean at all. Uh, I would never say that about my youthful, exuberant best friend, Gail Kim. But that drops on Friday. But we dropped some news today on FightfulSelect.com. And oh boy, did we ever. Kevin Owens has re-signed with WWE. Fightful Select broke that news. Uh, please go ahead and support us. I didn't even do the, the clickbaity update on Kevin Owens' status. So go ahead and support us. But that wasn't it. Uh, Alex, what would you say if I told you that somebody dressed up in Jeff Hardy armbands got past building security last week took Dax Harwood's seat backstage and pretended he was an extra. Uh, I would say that story was broke on Fightful Select. Yeah, and I would say that that human was lucky to not be broken by MJF and Dax Harwood. If that story sounds ridiculous to you guys, it's even more ridiculous uh, when, when you hear who he claimed to be friends with, et cetera, et cetera. That story on FightfulSelect.com. Please subscribe. And the last plug I'll even give you today, no listen, you boy. So I did a free preview 
of uh, the Fightful Select Q&A show. It is out everywhere. Check it out. But you know what? You can also hear this fella at least twice a week on Fightful Select, although sometimes it's been three times a week with the, the trajectory of wrestling. Yeah. We got Alex Palowski. How you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing very well. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, it's, uh, it is a, it is a sickness that, that is why I have a sour graps show that I am cursed to see the bad things everywhere first and, and most clearly. So, so there's certain things that I go, wow, that, that could be really great. And then my brain tricks me into saying, no, you, you know what it's going to be. It's going to be terrible. And, and, and that's kind of, kind of how my brain works and has been throughout most things recently. Robert DeFelice got uh, an early glance at that inspiration interview that I mentioned. He's been doing a lot of the articles uh, contingent with the interviews that I do. Robert, how you doing? You know, Sean, I wasn't doing great, and then Dynamite happened, and then, oh my god, Dynamite was fantastic. So yeah, now I'm doing pretty great. Well, guys, we're glad that you're here with us. Uh, we appreciate you. There were a lot of you who who said really nice things and sent in donations uh, for some of the toy pickups we did for those affected in the Midwest, especially Western Kentucky, uh, by the tornadoes. We we picked up a bunch of toys. I want to thank uh, Toy Vomit, Toy HQ, especially for that. They don't want the love, but I think they should get the love. They sent me four totes full of Star Wars, WWE, UFC, Ninja Turtles uh, toys to send down to Western Kentucky. So a big thank you to them for that. I will be there Sunday, and I hope you guys swing by. Show those guys some love because they are great people at Toy HQ, Toy Vomit in Lexington. Danhausen, Ethan Page, Hornswoggle will all be there. Go get pictures, get things signed. Check it out Sunday afternoon at Toy HQ in Lexington, Kentucky. But if you want to keep supporting us, leave us a thumbs up. Donate a Super Chat. Donate a Humper Chat. You might say, what in the shitting balls is a Humper Chat? It's okay. Lots of people do. It's just our name for chats on Streamlabs. You go to humperchats.com. I promise it's not going to get blocked by your school, by your work, whatever. At least not yet. Donate a Humper Chat and get your question or statement read on the air, and it lets us keep a little bit more of that. And you know what? There's one more way you can support us. Next Tuesday, holiday stream here at Fightful. Uh, a lot of uh, freelance freelancers don't end up getting holiday bonuses and stuff. We like to do that at Fightful. So all the proceeds of uh, that stream and the Super Chats will go towards uh, freelancer uh, Christmas bonuses and the like. And we've already got some Super Chats and Humper Chats. Pro Wrestling Podcast says at least we know Winter and Veer are riding in the same car. They are both coming. And Winter, not only did Winter come, so did many people on this evening. Curtis PhD said, thank you, Alex, for letting me rant about the live Raw show I attended on Sour Graps. This show felt even better from home. Well, you know what, guys? We're not going to start with what started the show. I think we're better off leaving that as the main event of this podcast, so to speak. I think everybody would kind of agree there. So we're going to talk about the Elite promo at first. And boy, boy, if if I was posting 60 minutes and one hour later and a bunch of goofy little breadcrumbs on, on Twitter all week, then Adam Cole dropped his pants and left, left a big old duty breadcrumb right in the middle of the plate, he looked at the Young Bucks and he said, next Wednesday, oh, I, I got a present for you. 
I got a big present for you. Well, let's not beat around the bush, guys. Every single person in the world, Robert, thinks he's talking about Kyle O'Reilly, whose contract expired last week, coming over there. Yeah, um, I'll be very sad if it's not Kyle O'Reilly, but my God, the idea of the Undisputed Era, the core group, as much as I love Roddy, he's still in NXT, coming out and just taking out the Young Bucks because why would Adam Cole need them when he has evolved beyond them with this new group? That's that's what I want for Christmas, Sean. Alex, uh, one of my favorite parts about this is where Adam Cole said, yeah, the super click, and then the Bucks go, yeah, and Bobby Fish. They, they made sure to establish. Bobby Fish is not in the super click. He's not in the elite. He's not in the young Bucks. He's not a former member of the Bullet Club. He's not any of that. He's not mm-hmm. any of it. He's Bobby Fish. Yeah. Um, this, is, this is very, um, even more so intriguing now that we know that, that Kevin Owens is not becoming Kevin Steen and showing up in, in, in uh, AEW in the next couple of months, which would have been another wrinkle to like try and figure out how to break up all this stuff. Um, now it's now it's kind of a like are we getting a, is it like it becomes Adam Cole probably choosing between his two favorite tag teams and and that is really interesting. I I'm very intrigued to see because they've been very good about like keeping character continuity basically from one place to the other. I wonder if Kyle O'Reilly has forgiven Adam Cole considering they had a blood feud their last time they were they met each other in the ring. I wonder if they're just like if everything's okay now, if there's some tension there, if Bobby has to like play play a, a peacemaker between them. There's some interesting thing there if, if Kyle were to show up. There's a million ways they can play it off, by the way. This was Kyle O'Reilly tweeting uh, <laughs> eye emojis and says, what's in the box? Yes. There's, there's a lot of ways they can play that off, I think, Robert. They can say, which would rile up the net, oh, you know, that place will drive you crazy. No, sure. no sweat. Uh, and sometimes brothers fight. Sometimes it happens. Yep. But to me, Alex, it, it is very clearly setting up indisputed era, mm-hmm. the elite. To me, that's a big, that's a big match. That's mm-hmm. the type of thing that can headline winter is coming. That's the type of thing that can that can be on a pay-per-view and you're like, okay, that's a main event quality match. Also, yeah. get those goddamn trios titles already. Yeah. Create those damn things. Give them to me. I don't care if this is what causes the tournament like yeah just have a trios tournament and the winner is the best trio in in AEW, and then you can add a belt later if you feel like it but like give us the 16 team tournament because there are at least 16 teams of three guys in that i'm i'm so excited for this i am so so excited for this cadillac carson says so cole isn't bringing christmas sweaters oh man no i i i want some leaving coal in your stockings references. We've got to have at least a couple of those. Uh, Yoko Littner says, Cole said to the Bucks that they had the best Christmas present ever coming for them next week. Chance O'Reilly shows up and uh, they turn on the Bucks next week. Oh, I, I think I'm leaning a good, I mean, even if they don't turn, I've got it a good 75, 80% that Kyle O'Reilly's got to be there, Robert. Come on At now. the very least, it will be, uh, Red Dragon, Adam Cole, and the Young Bucks as a fivesome for a while before Adam is forced to choose, maybe because he's going to need somebody to team with in a trios tournament. And uh, 
We've got Yoko Littner saying, I want Julia Hart to turn on Griff next week and join the House of Black. We saw Griff very, very passionate here with, with Brian Pillman. Robert? Yeah, I, I don't think this was what people expected, but I like that Brian Pillman just walked away and said, okay, this is your thing. You need to do this. I'm going to let you do this. Maybe Brian will swoop in to save the day next week after uh, Griff's head is in the fourth row. Poor guy. Uh, Alex, what do you think of this? Um, I, I I appreciated that that Brian Pillman um, like knows crazy when he sees it because <laughs> because he just you know he he understands what that's all about and he's like you I mean listen he's trying to get you to react this way so let's figure out a strategy for dealing with this and Griff Garrison um, is like no. Anger! I have anger! Righteous fury I shall unleash upon you for figure of the dark! And that's not gonna work. Um, uh, I mean, this this, though, coming directly after we got that amazing like, pre-taped like, cinematic promo thing from, from Malachi Black um, walking through his palatial estate and then baptizing Another guy in into the House of Black by saying, "Now you are so much more than a king." I mean, I I I wouldn't mind that to be his and Brody King's first feud is destroying poor like two two guys who wear Letterman's jackets. It's just a perfect microcosm of like that whole genre of horror. These two these two jocks who wear Letterman's jackets. Hey, you stay away from my girl, and then these two horror movie guys just destroy them. I'd love to see that. We also saw Malachi Black, Alex, uh, and this was one of the more lore-ish things that we got, uh, but I thought that it was just enough not lore to where I love this kind of thing. It's just him outside the auspices of, of the environment in which we have seen him in AEW, and I thought it played a lot better than, well, he's off in a boiler room, which is so funny. Yeah. So funny because I remember when... Darby Allen was asked, oh, well, you had the opportunity to go to WWE. And he's like, yeah, they'd have me jacking off in a boiler room somewhere <laughs> right now. Uh, and they quite, not, not quite literally, they had him, had uh, Alistair Black jacking off in a boiler room for yeah. a long time. Yeah. Might as well have been, right? What, yeah. what else was he doing? Sitting on a one-year winning streak in a boiler room. But uh, I, I like this. I thought this was pretty good. Alex? Me? Oh, I, yeah, I, 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 I loved it. I thought it was, I thought it was beautifully shot, uh, wonderfully written. The, 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 the monologue was delivered so well. I love the image of, of, uh, of a recruit to the House of Black, a disciple, if you will, with the mask and the hood, and him being basically baptized into it. And I love the, the, the. Now, now we know basically what, what the mist is. It's it's him yeah. transferring his essence into somebody else. They vomit it back up, and that's part of this thing. The ritual ha it ha you have to say the words and do the ritual, or the actual transformation does not happen. Which is why we haven't seen anybody actually transform and become part of the House of Black yet. He has to fully do the baptism, or it doesn't work. I'm now, very I, glad. I very know. glad you're here for this, Alex. <laughs> yeah, I want <laughs> to know if when he spits the mist in someone's eyes, if he's taking their energy, and that's why that thing on his face is just engulfing more and more of his face because that thing is getting ugly. Oh, Wardlow versus Matt Seidel, and Wardlow killed Matt Seidel, and then Sean Spears gets his piece too. Then 
MJF calls Sean Spears on the phone while he's in the ring and places an order. I'm loving this. This is now, again, I don't think Wardlow is going to be as big as Batista. I would love to be proven wrong on that on all fronts. I would love to see Wardlow become the incredible Hulk in like 15 years. That'd be really rad. Good for him. Batista was such a special anomaly and was one of the last major stars that WWE truly made for, for years and years and years. Um, but it, it's there. You see the trajectory. And the thing that I love is that we just finished a, a an almost three-year story. And we're working on another one right now. We're working. We're, we're It's like, okay, well, Wardlow has been a part of a two-and-a-half, three-year story, even if it's not every single week. It doesn't have to be. This stuff festers. It builds. Uh, I'm really loving this, Robert. Yeah, this was tremendous to go from what was a 60-minute opener to basically a 60-second squash. A lot of fun. And then to have Sean Spears take charge in the accountability role and say, no, no, you're not doing that. You're not going to cater to them. But wait, I'll go ahead and be egregious and hit him with like 20 chair shots. But you're only supposed to do one powerbomb because you're just the heavy and you do what we tell you. You're the big dumb guy. You're the muscle. You're the brawn. We're the brains. That's that's the the story, Alex. And it's simple. It's an easy one. You don't have to go over. You don't have to. You don't have to be like too ridiculous about it. That it's nope. it's a simple story. Yeah, I I, uh, I I thought honestly when when he says okay, hey uh, Maxi says we got to go get some champagne for his victory tonight. Um, I thought they were gonna build to something where they showed up in the middle of the match with the champagne, which led to uh, the finish or something. I, I like that, like, one of the main reasons why Wardlow and Spears weren't out there for the match and why Max had to basically beat uh, Dante by himself was because he sent them on this errand in the middle of the show. And that, that gives a storyline reason for them not to be at ringside with him, which would have been a different match if they would have been there because then you have to build around why aren't they getting involved kind of thing. I thought that was a really clever piece of business. Jambeard says, if MJF and the pinnacle kick out Wardlow, I want to heal Brian Cage to replace him in the group. I, no, I, 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 don't I don't want know. anyone to replace Wardlow in anything because they haven't even reached the pinnacle of what the pinnacle can be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know where Brian Cage fits. He hasn't been on TV in a while. Have I missed anything he's done on like dark or anything like that? Cause I watched that in, I watched that in, in clusters. Like I'll watch like three or four episodes of that in one day, but, uh, yeah, Brian Cage hasn't wrestled on AEW TV in months. Yeah. We had the Ty Conti Penelope Ford vignette. It is, it has been hard for me to get into Penelope stories because, they're directionless. It doesn't usually lead to a title shot. It doesn't usually lead to anything. So we'll we'll see where that goes. Uh, any thoughts on that, Alex? I I like that 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 Ty and her just have a problem with each other, and that's the thing. It doesn't have to be like an actual feud that that you have to you have to touch back on every week, and it builds to something big. It's just we can have them have matches with each other because we know they hate each other. So eventually, we can we can book that in there when we need to. Also, I love uh, these these Pute promos uh, because Ty, uh, with all these colloquialisms, but in a very thick Portuguese accent, is really, really fun to me. Batch. Like, it's just so much <laughs> over the top. I love it very much. And it's basically her catchphrase now. She ends every one of these vignettes yeah. with, 
bitch. And it's yeah. fantastic. I like this because I think it's going to set up a submission finisher for her. And I think that that will be good moving forward. It's almost like like self-parody of a lot of how a lot of those uh, those yeah. women's promos end, which I think is is very self-aware. It's just I'm I'm I haven't been lit on fire by like the the Penelope Ali Ty Conti Anna J stuff. It just hasn't hasn't done that much for me, and I'm, I've been ready for them to move on because I mean this has been months. It has been months and months. Like we're talking like September, I think almost August because they wrestled Ty Conti and, and Penelope Ford wrestled um on Dynamite 100, if I'm if I'm right, in Chicago. They like, definitely they, were wrestling before Anna J was even back. Yeah, and the bunny was facing her in August. I mean, this has been going on a while. It just hasn't been quite hitting for me. Um, but I love Ty Conti as as a performer. I think she's really great. Oh, Serena Deeb and Hikaru Shida. That one worked for me. Let yeah. me tell you, I love a good enziguri to an opponent that is approaching you. That one's a good one. I loved Serena Deeb's, like who, who gets all these comparisons in the ring and demeanor to Bret Hart, like the female Bret Hart. Her doing the ring post figure four, but doing it different because the stairs are there and she yeah. has to adjust the pressure. Works so well. Uh, Hikaru Shida getting her leg worked over to the point to where she can't put weight on it during the jackknife pin out of the corner. Their work has been exceptional. This was a non-tournament, non-title story, Alex, that I think just worked excellently and, and complemented what we saw before it really, really well. We had a squash on this show. We had a competitive women's match. We had a competitive men's match, and we had an hour-long match. Uh, I thought this was great because it wasn't so far like cast from what we saw elsewhere. It wasn't like, oh, get get your bearings, guys. It's like, no, we're gonna keep giving you more badass wrestling. Yeah. Um, I I absolutely love the match. I, I really, I really love both of these two, but Serena Deeb to me is very special. Um, she's very, very special, and she can't lose too many more matches here going forward. Like that's how special I think she is. Like it's it's fine. I I I absolutely would have put her over in this in this match and in this feud. I, I you need to build her as somebody who will come in and 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 hurt people until she's given a title match. Like that kind of a thing. Because because I don't I don't care who wins the TBS title. That person should should not necessarily fear, but be very wary of having to face Serena Deeb and Britt Baker should move heaven and earth to make sure she never has to go in the, get in the ring with Serena D because everyone should fear her that much. She's that much of a killer. I hated the finish. Like, okay. Serena Deeb is so, she feels to me like an absolute technician who's so smart. Having her get frustrated and remove the, the turnbuckle pad, like, she knows she's going to get disqualified if she uses it. Sure. Like, it's just, she she's smarter than that. She should be trying to win matches that way. So, like being oopsie daisied into the turnbuckle to get jackknifed, like you gotta fight. If you're gonna, if you insist on having Sheeta win it, that's fine. I think Sheeta's great. If you're gonna insist on having Sheeta win it, find a way to do it that doesn't make Serena Deeb, of all people, look dumb or impetuous because I feel like she should be always two steps ahead of the game. That's how smart she is. She is smart, but she also knows. These referees haven't disqualified a single person since the promotion started. Yeah, so she can get away with that. So that would be uh, that would be smart of her. 
I suppose. I think that this was the best women's wrestling match I've seen on TV in months. I think Serena Deeb is absolutely the candidate for a TNT champion. I think she should beat Ruby Soho. And I think she should turn that into what the IC title was back when, you know, Don Morocco, Bret Hart, anybody, the belt that you knew was the best worker belt. That's the TNT championship with Serena Deeb. She needs that belt at some point. I think she'll benefit when the roster and the rankings reset in January because then she can be a killer and work her way right up the ranks. Yeah, I'm with Robert. I think that that her being smart is realizing that nobody gets DQ'd. The refs let it let it play. Play it as it lies, for the love of God. I, I suppose I suppose it's this. Um, the thing that that I that I hate the most about the other place is finishes that aren't really finishes. Like that's just a thing that I hate. And 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 AW does it sparingly, but they did it twice in 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 two in, in one night. And it was the two finishes that weren't actually finishes. And that's the thing that I loathe having to watch over and over and over again someplace else. And I, I want to go into a place with, that doesn't do that literally ever. And it's just, to me, it's one of those things where I, I, I wish it had happened on a different night because I was willing to absolutely excuse the first one. And I understand the story they're telling there. But you have another match with a finish. Well, another match I loved with a finish. I was like, but just, just do the match and have the, yeah. the like the winner win. That's a thing that I, that is a pet peeve. And I understand if it's, you know, your mileage may vary, but to me, it's one of those things that just makes me go, darn it. <laughs> R26 says, anytime Sheeta wrestles, this wrestling fan is happy. A win only makes it better. Uh, Brent Lockman says he could watch Deeb and Sheeta try to kill each other forever. So damn good. And that's one of the beauties. If they, they, if they don't go the Conti, Anna J penelope route and they come back to this in a year well people are going to be like oh yeah i remember when they beat the shit out of each yep. other yeah cadillac carson says i love that deeb and Sheeta didn't start with a lockup deeb knocking Sheeta off the apron and swing her kendo stick i love it yeah she just threw it she threw right. it and again she just like what what are you gonna do disqualify me good luck good luck uh by the way guys get in your humper chats get in your super chats uh, you can donate a super chat here on youtube.com slash fightful. You can donate a humper chat at humperchats.com. All you need is a PayPal. Shazarn says, maybe a newbie question. How do they feed ad breaks time to ad break times to the talent in the ring? My guess there is a light or something next to the hard camera, or every wrestler has the world's most insane internal clock. Or I the think refs the have an earpiece. Have the earpiece yeah. 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 Refs have an earpiece. That's how you do it. Before we move on from that women's match, I gotta say. The neck breaker on the steel post yeah, around the turnbuckle stuff. was the coolest thing it's I've seen yeah. in a very long time. Jam Beard says, if it's me booking Battle of the Belts, I do Britt Riho, Paige Bryan 2, FTR versus Briscoes, Lucha Brothers versus uh, Santana and Ortiz, Sammy versus Hook for the TNT title, maybe even Dante versus Ricky FTW title. Isn't it a one-hour special? As far as I know, it's only one hour, which is kind of crazy. But yeah, I don't yeah. think you can fit all of that there. External Shockwave says, give me Brian 2.0 and Deeb as a faction. I would love to see more factions that involve men and women. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that in general. Yeah. Like if if DX were a thing and a strong women's division were a thing at the same time with China in it, I would have loved to have seen how how that worked cohesively. I would have really loved it. 
Franchilli says, this was a solid and great episode start to finish. However, it has all the signs of a typical case of AEW fans hyping and expecting too much since there were no debuts. I don't think you needed one, pal. I, I don't think you needed one. I think I think you do an hour-long world title match. At, that was a, one of the best television matches ever. I think I think that's enough for the AEW fan. And they were by smart enough to dangle I, the I did, for a possible I, debut next week. I did see a lot of chatter from people b- before the show about who's going to debut. Not will there be one. Who's going to debut? Sure. And I was like, if you worked yourself into a shoot over that, I understand how you might be. You know, you, you might have decided, well, you, you set your expectations too high. But I agree, the, the show didn't need one. And I, like I said, I was dropping breadcrumbs all week about the hour thing. Mm-hmm. AEW didn't drop any breadcrumbs about yeah. a debut tonight uh, yeah. or a debut for tonight. And usually when they do, they pay that off. There's a reason yeah. for that. Now, Adam Cole certainly dropped one tonight. Yeah. Like I Now, I don't know if that's going to be a debut. But come on, they're smart enough to understand the landscape. They know what's going on out there. Yeah. Jonathan McPherson says, great show, great wrestling, perhaps no huge debut moment, but it's not a bad pace uh, to pace your shows and give us a reason to tune in next week because the title match killed, uh, was it? So I there's almost the Eric Bischoff train of thought, and, and I like it, and I'm, I'm not speaking for him, but this is what I got out of a lot of his booking and a lot of the patterns that he seems to endorse. Have one thing every week that people won't be able to forget. At least one thing. If you give them at least one thing every single week, some insane spot, a title change, an hour-long match, a debut, a return, this and that, that paces your show. It makes them think, holy, I've got to watch this. I have to watch this. But, you know, then there's the idea that not everybody's us, and I've heard, like, 20 Tony Khan interviews over the last three weeks. And he said every week until they leave for TBS is going to be the biggest week ever. So there's a lot more to come. Dan Janoff says another great dynamite wish hangman one love the Brody and Kyle teases Deeb Sheeta MJF Dante ruled also love that Griff promo. I was hooked. Uh, Alex, we didn't hear you talk about hook on Friday. What'd you think? Well, I, I, I went pretty in depth on 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 that young man on on the Sour Grabs podcast from last week. So if you subscribe to Fightful Select, just go back to to Saturday. I uh, did a Sour Grabs podcast on SmackDown, which sucked, and Rampage, which didn't. Um, and I talked I talked at length about uh, about Hook there, but I will say that uh, he's uh, he's very special. Like there's a certain thing that is that transcends just being able to do cool moves or cut a promo, and that's just presence like he doesn't need to do anything other than just be there and the whole crowd can't take their eyes off of him and when you add that um to a move set that is an almost entirely unique to him um and it's it's a style everything that is so different um i i will i will i will say one match is one match but from what I saw in that match, and more importantly, from what I saw of him just holding the entire crowd in the palm of his hand, um, there's there's certainly more where that came from, it appears. But we'll have to see what his second, third, fourth, and fifth math, match looked like. I think Fuego did an amazing job making him look like a trillion dollars, and we'll see what happens from here on out. So here's uh, the thing. Hook is over. 
but he's over as a meme right now. Now he needs to sustain that. Oh, I think, I th- he, I think he was. I don't think he is now. I think he I think was, the match over was good. As a meme. Now moving forward, they got to capitalize. The kid, he looks great. And if he's half as tough as his dad, he's got an even better shot at success than his dad ever did. Yeah, I think he was over as a meme. I think he's just over now. People saw that match and they went, okay. Uh, Bam two five five zero one nine says, "What was the Tony announcement that Punk match?" Yes, yeah, uh, and, and no, they didn't announce anything for the Owen. So yeah, I was waiting was for something. Yeah, I was waiting for it too. I was hoping that was what the Tony Khan announcement was going to be, but they didn't. They didn't do that. Dan Janoff says another great Dynamite. Wish Hangman won. Loved the Brody and Kyle teases. Deeb Sheeta, MJF Dante ruled. Uh, we read that one. We got to erase those off the back end for our moderators. But uh, we did have uh, more Super Chats from the Elite promo. John Vasque says, a figure of Kyle from South Park in the box. <laughs> it's in the box. <laughs> and Persia says, anybody who comes out of a box is instantly over. Everyone yeah. knows that. That's a, that's a <laughs> Pritchard rib. Uh, Michael B. says, Cole and Kyle had a blood feud before leaving WWE. They had a blood feud before leaving ROH. If they have a blood feud as their AEW contracts is coming up, are coming up, should we read into it? <laughs> yes. I like it. I like it. Malachi Black says, uh, Griff is way too eager to sign his own death warrant. <laughs> Good promo, though. Yeah. You got to see that promo growth out of Griff, though, and that, that's what I like. Yeah. MMA Hunky says Malachi Black spits in the face of people who do want to be cool. That's, like, <laughs> I love it. That's good stuff. I love it. Knock Vogan says the House of Black promo was fantastic. What a great line. Now you're so much more than a king. That's a, that's a great, that's another a one. We're talking about breadcrumbs. Yep. They're, they're leaving loaves. Yeah. They're, they're baking us loaves. They're not even <laughs> slicing it up. They're just saying, here, it's fresh. Eat it. Yep. And I'm ready for it. Chris Rain says, love Malachi dropping the King line. Miguel says, I'm predicting Brody King will be Malachi's first member of the House of Black, and his loyal companion after joining will be packed with Julia Hart being the first ladies. What do you guys think? I think you're absolutely right. Robert, what do you think? I don't think Pac is going to join the House of Black. I'd love to be wrong, but I think he's too good as the leader of something and on his own. But of course, it looks like the Lucha Brothers have found a new home this week so maybe they don't need him right now right i i, I think that, that brody is as his 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 loyal uh his heater. His, yeah his loyal henchman who's always there for him but but Pac as being the guy that malachi wants to be his second his right hand and he keeps trying to to, to get him over there you could do a really cool thing where Pac is in his thrall for a little bit and is able to break away and that's your big that's your big nemesis fight between Mickey Malachi Black and Pac, I think those could give you amazing, amazing matches and a really compelling storyline to go along with this House of Black story. Brent Lockman says, I love this House of Black stuff to an unhealthy level, but can't help but to uh, fantasy book this whole thing. Do you think Brody will keep his name, though? Yes, I I think so. I think so. James Edward Smith says, I think you guys missed that Black said to the guy he was baptizing, you are now more than a king. Oh, we didn't miss it. No, no, it was no, there. No, 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 it there. was there. But thank you for the, the super chat. Yeah. We appreciate all the support anyway. Uh, get in your super chats or humper chats like Jar Lazul did. I believe Black was talking to Cody when he said, now you are so much more than a king. It would be great. 
Mm-hmm. Kind of like a nod from when Cody broke the throne. Also, I mean, the, Cody's theme song. Yeah. Wrestling has more than one royal family, which he's obviously referring to Queen Zelina and the princess of Staten Island. Correct. Carmella. That's Correct. that's. It was all a, a yes. tribute to that. Bam says, I wish they timed out announcements better. Love the show still. Yeah, I do too. There, there are some things, and I can tell you some things have scheduling conflicts, and you push it back. You push it back. Yep. Uh, when the Owens news dropped today, I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll tell that story about Dax and MJF throwing somebody <laughs> out of the locker room tomorrow. Save something good for tomorrow. Eh, you can't always do that. Hyped it up for today. Got to run it today. Eddie Kingston promo. It's going to be Eddie, Luchas, and Proud and Powerful against 2.0. Garcia and the Acclaimed at Rampage. Bless Anthony Bowens. I got nothing but excitement to watch that guy wrestle. Yeah. And I got nothing but excitement for this match. Very, very pumped for that. Uh, Alex, any thoughts? Well, we, we're getting a, we're getting a submission match for the women. And an eight-man tag and a ten-man tag. Like, that's a, that's a lot of people An involved. And I think a lot of it is, well, you paid money, people in Garland, Texas, to come see a taping. Um, and a, a full hour of Dynamite is just two people. So how do we get as many of your favorites in front of you as possible? Let's let's put 18 guys in two matches on the on the rampage taping so we can get everybody out there, get all their music played, get everybody popping and ready and ready to go. I think that's why they did it. I think both matches should be a lot of fun in different ways. But I I always love Eddie Kingston, just like my my best friend at the world, Penta. I'm Ray Phoenix too. I'm gonna kick your ass. I love it. Yeah, I can't complain. I mean, really, that 10 man tag should be really good. Jonathan says, for me, the black mist is that everyone else eventually realizes they're evil, whereas Cody will never not think he's good. I I love that there is still room for a lot of interpretation here. Yeah. And uh, I think that's a really, really beautiful part of all this. Main event, MJF is a three-time Dynamite Diamond Ring winner, and I I think it it had to be. I mean, it's his. Mm -hmm. It's just his. It'll probably always be his. Uh, until he's just not in the damn match anymore. I like that it's his because what purpose does it serve anybody else? It's right. a ring that has been owned by him. It's an easy feather in his cap, and the match was really good. It, MJF is quickly showing a lot of doubters, Robert, that he can work any pace, he can work any style, he can work in the ring, he can work on the microphone. And before this, outside of the the unusual comment that, that swallowing was somehow a bad thing, I gotta say, this pom- promo, hell of a rebound from that one that that we we criticized a couple weeks ago. He was like, "You're talking about low hanging fruit," and you came out and said, "LOL, your team sucks for ten minutes." He's right. He's yeah. right. And I'm sitting there saying, "Why are you booing him?" He's right, Robert. Yes, he was right. But then, of course, he collectively said that Texas has one daughter, which I just thought was hysterical. But you know, MJF is. So good at being an asshole. And I think as fun as Long Island was, he's so much better when the crowd is booing him. And yes, he was right. CM Punk is going for low-hanging fruit. It's only going to get better from here. And I think next week could very well be as good as it gets in terms of in-the-ring treats with everybody involved. Alex, your thoughts? 
Um, I yeah, I, I thought the the promo had uh, before the match was uh, was was really good. Uh, I, I liked I like him. Like when you get the we have the benefit of a full week to be like, okay, this is the thing that that my opponent did. Let's find a way to like concisely, you know, riff on it. I thought that the whole like you know all you could say was your your team sucks, which is which is dumb. I thought that that was that was a a, a, a pointy criticism. Um, and then and basically you know. Him winning the match is the right call. I mean, for for if nothing else, this gives him a thing to lord over everybody that that a lot of people don't really even care that much about, except for at the time because you can't defend it. Like if somebody beats MJF, like they don't get the diamond ring. But but it is a kind of a thing that I love that that he can always say, "I've got it." Nobody else does. Nobody else has ever had it. I'm the yes. only ever champion. He it it feels more important to him than anybody else. But that's good for an egotistical heel. He should have something like that that he can always fall back on. And this way he can say, "I don't need your stupid TNT championship. I got the diamond ring. That's the best thing that there is in the, in the company." And because it's his, I believe that he feels that way about it. That's I that's do think at some point he it. should try to like option C it or whatever, like cash it in. <laughs> For a world title shot, because he needs the world title, he's not always going to need the ring. Yeah, but I mean, what, like, where does it go? <laughs> like, yeah, what's it, the point it, in cashing it in? It's just the once a year thing. Uh, also, the line at the start or during the promo where he said that winning a bunch of matches over meaningless talent doesn't make him championship material; it makes him Ryback. Mm-hmm. Woo! Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, BAC says, does MJF sweep the leg and mention Colt Cabana to Punk? I wouldn't need Blue Chew just that promo and repeat. I wouldn't expect that to happen. I think uh, I think the, the Colt Cabana stuff is off limits, in, yeah. in, if I were to guess. Uh, but after this match, by the way, uh, J-Blood says, it feels like they had to go to the main event, main event early or the finish in it early. And Speed Punk says the main event was too obvious who was going to win. I mean, I, mean, kind, I, I, I thought I thought the match was wrestled really, really well with like MJF rolling out of the ring four times in a row and Dante being like, okay, what other crazy dive can I do onto you four times in a row? I thought I thought the psychology was good there. I thought there was that crazy like rolling thunder type thing that he did to MJF yeah. where his knee caught him right on the jaw like that. Ouch. And they they moved right past it like two professionals. I thought that was that was excellent. I, I really enjoyed the match. I thought it was I, I thought it was going to be way more shenanigans in it. I mean, we eventually got Ricky Starks coming in, putting MJF's yes. foot on the ropes, uh, and 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 then that and then you know MJF wins after that. Uh, but I thought it was going to be way more shenanigans than that. Um, so I'm glad we actually got like 98 percent of a straight up match between MJF and Dante Martin, which is a really interesting styles clash and two guys who are super young and. If MJF decides to stick around here beyond 2024, I could see these two guys having an amazing thing way down the line. William Tucker says, any truth to the rumor that Fox and UFC USA want MJF and WWE? Uh, I'm sure. And also, I want Renee Young on Fightful. I want yep. Mean Gene Okerlund on Fightful. I want, mm-hmm. I want the the rights to 1-900-909-9900. Yeah, it's three years away. I just, come on. I want a PS5 in my basement and in my living room. But I, I, I don't have, I, I can't yes. get one of them. So, yes. Isaiah Barry says, keep up the great work, Sean. Fightful Select is the best value out there. Also, the pop Wardlow gets when he turns on MJF will be awesome. Can't wait. Well, I'll tell you what wasn't awesome to me. Lights off, lights on mm. for Sting and 
Darby. See, that that was the one time where I was like, I understand if you thought lights out and and wait for a long time was somebody big, Briscoe, somebody new. Briscoe's at the very least. I don't think this was ever going to happen, but I saw a lot of people getting worked into a shoot about Wyndham Rotunda, like showing up tonight. And I mean, if, if let me let me let me just. I'm saying me, if, you, if you were waiting the entire show for that and the lights went out and you were like, oh, my God, it's him. And what you got instead was Darby and Sting. I understand you being less impressed by Darby and Sting than you would have been if they had just run out and attacked the pinnacle. For for those asking, and I get asked about it all the time. I've not heard anything new on Wyndham to AEW. Right. That doesn't mean it's not happening, but I've not heard anything new on it. I've right. had people say, Oh, haven't you heard he's coming? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. <laughs> yeah. No, not at all. Uh, I don't think you need the lights off, lights on here. They ran, they did this a lot their first year, and I thought they they sort of killed, they they just ruined it. Just you don't gotta do that. You don't gotta do that. Just have them show up. Yeah. Um, Mark says the lights out was a Briscoe's tease, and Tony knows it. I'm 100 percent it was can intentional no I that's think not what AEW does they don't they yeah. don't blue ball people robert no yeah i think it was for sting because as soon as the lights went out because my thing was oh ftr they're with mjf for the first time in quite a while okay this has to be darby and sting because they got attacked on rampage and now i know where this is going and so i wasn't disappointed but i understand if you were waiting for a debut and you thought that was it why you might yeah. be upset yeah we've got uh nerd guru saying mjf and wdb would feud with the miz for all eternity over the rights to mjf tv <laughs> the thing is like the first month of that wouldn't be bad it's everything else sure. good. the promos would be good and then it'd be the oh you didn't deserve it oh you do deserve it yada yada oh but yeah. i worked hard it's getting to the point where even though i like the qual the some of the subject matter of miz promos it's like we get it. He came yeah. from reality TV. Yeah. It was unconventional. We see they won't it. let him move on. I know. Yeah. Uh, Brent Lockman says, did not expect that Ryback shot to cut so deep. Well, especially considering how CM Punk spoke of Ryback. Yeah. It cut especially deep. Speed Punk says, everybody wanted the Briscoes, but I think FTR Briscoes will happen at GCW Hammerstein because Briscoes have belts in GCW. Um. I don't know. I think if, I think if AEW wrestling uh, weekend or whatever it is that Ring of Honor actually comes back, I'm thinking that's the first thing they do. Possibly, but if if Briscoes don't have eight or ROH contracts by that point, there's no, mm -hmm. there's nothing that that ties that to ROH. Uh, Jam Beard says Pinnacle versus Punk Darby Sting is basically the high school wrestling team versus the kids who go to Warp Tour, and I guess their dad that dropped them off. Which one at this point? <laughs> Jonathan McPherson says MJF going for all the most obvious stereotypes about Texans, then immediately complaining he gets criticized for the <laughs> going for low hanging fruit. Perfect. Yep. Yeah, that's good. I mean, his character is a hypocrite. Yeah. Brent Lockman says, I get so many Osprey vibes from Dante at this point. He's starting to show fire in the ring as well, and it suits him. Uh, Alex, he's starting to show conf like this, this nonchalant confidence as well. Yeah, there, there, there was a lot of really, he he was very wise behind it beyond his years. I I I I like a lot of the stuff. Like I'm gonna go up there and I'm gonna do the nosedive, his his double jump moonsault thing. But he always kept an eye on MJF. So when MJF 
got out of the way, he never like there was a, never a no water in the pool moment. Like he was able to stop doing his move and just jump down off of the thing because he was smart enough to to not go for it without checking first to see if his opponent was on the mat, kind of a thing. Which you see happen all the time in matches. I love that he was like, no, 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 I I know how to not go a million miles an hour. I can actually measure myself here. I think that he's he's looking way more uh, polished than I would think he would at this point in his career. Sawyer says, as much of a given as it is that MJF retains the ring, they sold me on the possibility Dante could win. I imagine it playing into Leo's money guy role. Also, Dante continues to break my brain. He has uh, shown out incredibly. And to the, to the point to where I thought that this might be a major upset, but to build as they're building to punk, probably not. Nerd Guru says, no man is truly good. No man is ever truly evil. And Pro Wrestling Podcast says, did Brody King sign with AEW? Uh, we have not confirmed that as of yet. I did see the report from Body Slam. I'll work to uh, see what, what I can find out. Cactus says, what was the lights tease last week during the Battle Royal? Based on that, I don't blame fans for thinking a debut is this week. A possible lighting error being like, guys, a debut! Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I I wonder if the debut thing was was also akin to Sting showed up out of literally nowhere. Yeah, on yes. Winter is Coming last year, so maybe people were thinking, well, Winter is Coming, they're gonna have a big time crazy thing every year when that's never been promised. Yeah, I mean, but they did though. They gave us a sixty minute world title match. <laughs> I yeah. suppose. Grayman Media says, do you think AEW is going for a Terry Taylor UWF style heel turn with Cody Rhodes? Where Cody denies he's a heel and says the fans are the bad guys. I mean, great uh, reference, pal. And yeah. yeah, I think that is where they're going. Eventually they'll get there. But I think that starts on Christmas. I bet you he comes out or Brandy comes out dressed like the Grinch. One of them is going to be dressed like the Grinch and Cody's winning that belt from Sammy. Alicia Ellis says, oh, Lord, here comes the rumors that the Owen Cup details weren't released because Kevin re-signed all over Twitter. Facepalm, I hate conspiracy theories. I think that AEW has probably known for a solid month they weren't getting him. And even then, what what's it matter? His deal wasn't up for a month and a half anyway. Right, right. Like, William Tucker says, does AEW need a junior heavyweight title? Nope. Nope, not at all. No. I, enough of their talent is under that weight limit anyway what would be what could possibly yeah. be the point they're not, not a lot of super heavyweights that that, that aren't uh, eligible for that division if they did it guys you can please uh still get in your super chats and humper chats as we're heading towards the main event and let me tell you fellas you don't want your balls and wiener looking like Hangman Page after an hour-long world title match. You don't want to gig your balls. This fella, or, or I was about to say this fella. This fella and this show is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Use the code FIGHTFUL for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Over 4 million men already trust Manscaped. It's time for you to join them. The global leaders in below-the-waist grooming are leaving 2021 with a new product, Ultra Premium Body Wash. They're taking care of you in the bathroom no matter what. They've got a, a great advanced skin-safe technology that's on that lawnmower. It's got that cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Their fourth generation trimmer is it's it's so much better 
than using just regular trimmers. It'll give you that peace of mind. Not only that, as we mentioned, that premium body wash, they've got lots of scents for you to, to take on with the, with the cologne that they got. They've got crop mops. They've got all kinds of stuff. Uh, tons of formulas, stuff to add to, uh, whether it be your Christmas gifts that you're, you're looking to pick up for somebody last minute, or, you know, maybe you just want some balls to look better in the new year. I mean, maybe, maybe that's what you're going for. Let me, let me look for this right here. Cause I, I didn't do this. There we go. There we go. So if your balls are dropping on new year's Eve, make sure they're not dropping in a pool of blood. Manscaped.com slash Fightful does reduce those grooming accidents. Get all in on your confidence smelling good for this new year. Join Manscaped.com and use the code Fightful. Not my best segue work, but you know what? I'm just so excited to talk about this match. (sighs) Daniel R. says, with the Wyndham debut, this is just me. People were turning on the phone light, so I thought it might be him. When the lights went out, I thought it was someone bigger a debut. That's you, you gotta kill the lights out unless it's a return or a debut. The, the, the other, the only other guy who's like established—that's his deal. Who's currently on the roster is Malachi. Like Malachi Black is established when the lights go out and come back up. If it's not a debut, it's gonna be Malachi. So if, if it, the fact that it was Sting and Darby felt kind of weird, but I like think it's fair that for Sting because. That's his whole thing. He's the guy. He's, who did it he's there every week. He's there every week. Yeah. I've never for, stopped for Tony man, from interviewing him every week. For a six-man feud? Come on. That match is set for next week, by the way. F. Kit Crutch says this is the first big show that wasn't great. Four out of five. I disagree. I think it was what? an outstanding show. Blood says Cody healing hard, beating Sammy, completing Dark Lord Malachi's work on baby Jesus's birthday. Would be perfect. Well, I don't think it's yes. gonna be on his on his birthday. Um, maybe maybe a few days before. Well, no, Laura Aaron his birthday. Laura said Dante has always said that his main goal in wrestling is to run the tag team division with Darius. Do you think Dante's single pitch push was just for a time being until Darius gets back? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, maybe think- it was, but they have lightning in a bottle here, and I don't think they're gonna let it go. I think it was, but I mean. I think that when Darius comes back, that's the story they're building to is what will Dante do now that Darius is back? Well, I know what we're going to do now. We're going to talk about this main event. That wasn't the main event. It kicked off the show. This had been the plan, obviously for dating back to last week, because I've been posting about it, but uh, an hour long, an hour long draw. Whew. I know a lot. There are some people that are like another draw. Really? Sometimes you have more than one draw in a year in wrestling, as it turns out. I'll Not take this that. over. I'll take this over a no contest. I'll take it over a DQ. I'll take it over a distraction finish, a roll up, a any of that stuff. I'll take it over that. I love that they had it on first for a couple reasons because people went, oh shit, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Also, it avoids any potential timing issues yeah. that we saw Jonathan Gresham faced with at Ring of Honor Final Battle. They weren't going an hour, but you see what I mean. Uh, and they could carry it as long as they want. If for some reason they went over, no problem. You can adjust something later on in the show. Yep. And what I loved most about this, Alex, 
we were 55, 56, 57, 58 minutes in, and the crowd is hot. They're chanting cowboy shit. They're not bored. They're not tired. They're not exhausted. This is early in the night. It's not after a bunch of other stuff had happened. They showed up to the venue, watched a couple matches, and got an hour-long world title match. I thought this was brilliant how this is pulled off. Um, the the match was masterfully put together. Um, I mean, it's just, it, I, I think I think to me, um, just just the work that that uh, Danielson has put in since he's been in AEW, ju- just since he's been in AEW, it's just in September, to me has cemented his his goat status. To me, like I think he's fully surpassed Brett at this point. For me, just like as the the best to ever do it. Um, th- this this what he was doing tonight, especially in the beginning, laying all the groundwork for the stuff that was going to come later. Um, and and basically get in there in there with with Hangman and say, Hangman, you're the ace, you're the guy here now. Let's let's see if you can do it. And 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 giving him everything he had the whole way through, and then Hangman matching him beat for beat. The story was perfectly laid out. Everything, everything was, 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 was fantastic about it. I, I need to take my own proclivities out of this match and just say what they were trying to do is not what I wanted them to do, but okay. what they, what, but they did what, what they set out to do something and they achieved it perfectly. That's not what I wanted. I wanted a, I wanted hangman to beat the American dragon and cement himself as the guy in AEW. I wanted to see it done tonight. They're doing a different story where this is going to take a much longer thing where, where, where Danielson isn't, isn't moving to something else after this match there. This is the beginning of a longer story. That's not what I wanted going into this thing. So I understand why the draw happens at that point, but I was screaming just have him pin him. They hit the buckshot with one second left. Are you kidding me? And I was like, somebody come out here and restart the damn match. Five more minutes. Let's do this. I wanted I wanted an actual winner. I felt to me in the moment, and I've softened on this since then, that it was just like, you want your cake and eat it too. You want to prove that Hangman is just as good as the greatest ever, but you also don't want to pull the trigger and have Danielson get his first loss this early. And I was like, you you should probably pick one of those two things to do instead of just doing neither of them. But I don't think that was the point of this. I think the point was these two guys are so evenly matched. Now don't you want to see it again? And the storyline will carry us through to whenever that is. And I think that is, it's going to be amazing. But my, my thing was, I just wanted to see Hangman get the, get, the, get the job done to prove that he is that good so you can build everything around him being the best guy in the company. Right. Rob, Robert, there, there is a bit of a story to tell, too, and that even though the Omega match wasn't a title match, Danielson has had two cracks at the current world champion, and neither time did he get beat or did he beat the other person. He, and there's, there's so many ways to interpret that. Right, and Brian is on the run of his life. I don't know if any wrestler has had a TV wrestling year that Brian Danielson has had, going back to his stuff in WWE with Roman. He's had banger matches on TV. But Hangman Adam Page won so much more here than he would have if he just beat Brian in 20 minutes. Because this said, oh shit, he can go as good as Okada Omega. He can go as good as Daniel Bryan's ever gone or Brian Danielson's ever gone. Hangman is for real, and now we know. So now next time, 
all right, now he can get that win if they give it to him because Brian is undefeated and can easily tap him out. This was the best championship wrestling match I've seen on television that wasn't in the black and gold NXT in a long time. Hugh Janus says winter is coming, and after that title match, so was I. Chris Rain says it was a masterpiece. Daniel R. says, I love Daniel Bryan. I love Brian Danielson. He's so interesting as a character. If the match went on last, you knew how long it would be. Yeah, it's the thing. You can't start this thing at the one-hour mark and have it finish the show. Because everyone's exactly. like, well, this must be a Broadway. There's nothing left on the show. You got to do it first. Exactly. It wasn't like, because this, all due respect to, to AWWE, when Michaels and Cena did this, and they start off, we're like, oh, well, they must have something planned for the end of the show because WWE isn't going to run an hour-long match. Right. And then they did. I think everybody believed and thought, yeah, this is a real possibility for yeah. people to do this. Brent Lockman says, you mentioned this afternoon, SRS, the show would be creating buzz coming out, be it good or bad. This result is what you meant, I take it. The match was a master class. Yes, I figured they were going to go an hour long for a draw. I didn't know how that was going to play out. There were plenty of people there that didn't know how it was going to play out because Hangman Page has not worked hour-long matches before. Yeah. And how will any particular crowd respond to a one-hour match? I thought they responded well. I loved Brian Danielson going after the arm. Like one, one little thing, like Hangman Page posting up on his arm to get up. Nope. Brian's going to kick that out from underneath him. <sighs> Daniel Bryan being booked as an underdog caused some great work and some incredible stuff. Bryan Danielson being booked as the baddest motherfucker in wrestling is creating some incredibly special stuff because either one of those you buy, you buy him in WWE getting his ass beat by Roman Reigns, a guy who was twice his size and coming back and winning. But you also believe him in AEW being just better in the ring than everybody else. And I think that is such a unique uh, way to be able to, to, to play things. Sawyer says, congrats, Brian Danielson surviving hangman. Kidding aside, I agree with Alex. Not what I wanted, but they earned my trust. I, I'm here for the ride. I, I'm here for it, and, and they have instilled that in me. Uh, I Alex. will absolutely let this play out. Like, there's a lot of things I'm not willing to let play out. I'm going to let this play out. And and I have people all the time go, oh, it's just WWE? No, I, I don't let it play out with Impact anymore. Uh, I did for years with New Japan. I don't anymore. The last yeah. two years of New Japan have had some miserable booking decisions and some really miserable just ideas. And, and like, they, at one point, they had my trust with that. And then it, it kind of hit the bricks. ROH was the same way too. Uh, MLW has sort of gained my trust with that stuff too. If there's something I'm like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that. I'll be like, well, let me see how it plays out. Knocked Bogan says that hour would have been a lot easier to enjoy without commercials every three minutes and a doctor check spot. That damn cologne commercial with the guitar and wolves will live in my head rent free. I didn't mind the commercials during an hour-long match, but I minded them when they were seven minutes apart, Robert. We got commercial, and then seven minutes later, commercial, because they had to leave it open for the finish. Yeah, I think they tried their best. They gave us 20 minutes on the nose without commercials, and yes. they did what they had to do. But this was far too good to be without commercial breaks, because they are still a TV show, and... 
Danielson. Gotta make their money. Right. And Danielson did for Hangman what Kenny Omega couldn't because of that story. That story was so personal that Hangman had to finish it with a win. Danielson said, no, this guy is for real. This is Sting in 88 at the first clash, but they actually were able to go the full hour. And uh, I know the flare comments going around, but Danielson in 2021 is a little bit more on top of his game than flair in 88. And uh, we had somebody actually reference uh, Ric Flair a little bit earlier. I'll, I'll find that, that super chat in a, in a bit. But more content, CA says, moment of silence to Kenny Pack being the best Iron Man match on Dynamite ever. Well, I mean, this is the first one to go an hour, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. this is better than it's Iron Man. It wasn't Iron an Iron Man, Man match. It was you know it's going to go an hour. Hey, <laughs> hey, once, one at a time. Sorry, go. What are we uh, doing this, here? This is better than Iron Man. Iron Man, you know it's going to go an hour. Sean and Brett, people like to talk about it as the best thing. You knew it was going to go an hour. This, you never knew when it was going to end, and they took you for the whole ride. Alex, you may speak. No, it's it's true. (laughs) It was was a sudden death hour-long match. It could have ended 15 minutes in, but it didn't. Mark Losper says Flair can buzz off. Shouts to being on International and having it commercial-free on Fight. Uh, You're lucky. You're very lucky. I will be seeking out that version of the match for sure. Uh, Nerd Guru says Ric Flair can't say that Danielson is mid, then watches Hangman match and go back on it. That old hack is... Trying far too hard to gain clout. <laughs> Brian is better than him in his sleep, quite literally. Okay, now I, I do think I to me, Brian Danielson is probably the best wrestler I've ever watched, yeah. period. But I mean, I don't know about in his sleep. Was he better than Ric Flair? Ric no. Flair was really good. Well, yeah, we got really a good, good chance to see it considering Brian basically said for the 10 years he was in WWE, <laughs> he was asleep. So and you, you know, know, and you know what he didn't get? Any five-star matches, Robert. <sighs> Ah, ah, like I give a shit. Irene says, <laughs> Hangman Danielson match was amazing and tells a great story as the time limit draw. It sets up a triple threat with Kenny when he comes back. I don't think they're setting that up with I Kenny. I mean, they, listen, they, I don't, they, they, people are saying Kenny is back in, in February. I don't, I don't know that that's the case. If they wanted to somehow keep this going with a, with a match somehow that happens at Battle of the Belts that also doesn't have a finish and they keep this going all the way through February, I, 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 like it's an option, but I I want to just see eventually, Hangman beats Danielson or Danielson beats Hangman. Just I want to see that match. Speaking of Ric Flair, he said I've done so many hour draws, some great, some average. Tonight, you gentlemen set a new bar. The wrestling world can learn from Adam Page and Brian Danielson. Congratulations, woo! I think he liked the match, and yeah. uh, that's absolutely him tweeting because every word is capitalized. H H. Uh, Rob Reed says, I feel bad for people finalizing their match of the year list after tonight. And Ricardo says, TK is a madman for booking the draw. All hail. I'm okay with one wrestler beating another wrestler. And I'm also okay with two wrestlers going and neither being able to finish, finish each other off. To me, that's a clean finish. I'm okay with that. I don't like screwy finishes. That's just me. Michael Shea says, am I allowed to swear? Because shit on my ass, that was wrestling. That was. That was indeed wrestling. Like, this is a a match that makes you go, you know, Mondays suck. Tuesdays suck now. So sorry, Alex. But Wednesday nights are just so much fun. And you're just immediately in love with it again. And this was perfect. 
I, I always look forward to covering Wednesday nights. I do. Um, just the way that it is. We still got a bunch of humper chats and super chats about Brian Danielson, Adam Page going an hour. Get them in, guys. We are heading down the home stretch. Alicia Ellis says, I really thought when they announced it was a 60-minute time limit, there was going to be a finish. I didn't expect a 60-minute banger. <laughs> and Dr. Six Fingers Esquire says, there's been better storytelling in the first 90 minutes of winter is coming than the entire final season of Game of Thrones. <laughs> and Pablo Amaya says, I love that no one is accusing AEW of pulling a stunt with this match. This is the credibility Brian Danielson gives you. He can pull a 60-minuter out of Hangman. Next subject, not easy. It isn't easy. It's not no. the easiest thing to do. Nobody's going to accuse Hangman Page of being a top whatever worker in the world. As Alicia said, a lot of people didn't expect this, but that that's what that's why. It's because Adam Hangman Page is not known as the hour-long guy. And um, I think this works. Now, there there were some people that didn't like the draw, and they're, they're going to be upset about it. I think that that I was expecting a draw in Kenny versus, versus Danielson. Yes. I was expecting a draw. Here, I thought the thing was, either you're going to do the thing that people, that a corner of the internet, including our own Righteous Reg, was saying, we'll just have Danielson win because he's the best in the world. Yes. Or you do a thing where Hangman gives Danielson his first loss. Like that's a big time deal to way to cement him as going forward. I thought those were the only two options. I didn't think there was a third option where neither guy won. For some reason that just didn't enter my mind. So I was kind of, the th I knew which one I wanted and I didn't get it. And that's, that was in the moment like, oh darn. But I understand now after looking back on it, that there's another option that might be the best one. So Mark Losper says, I have no idea why people are having conniptions about the draw. Gives them a bunch of story outs going forward and saves the streak. I don't give a damn about a streak. I don't care. Right. Right. I, again, good wrestler, good wrestler. They wrestle. One wins, one loses. And if the match is good enough and the story is good enough, Robert, okay. Here's we'll the thing, though. Down the line. In the company that swears wins and losses matter, Danielson has yet to lose so sure. it does still matter that he's undefeated if i had my way I'm gonna go well, then, the then he can win yeah if i had my way he would have won i think brian danielson's the best in the world and they need to put that belt on him now because we know he's got a limited time it's just that he's facing the most beloved champion in all of wrestling it's a good problem to have right this yeah is a good, yeah you've got so many over people it's like who do we put the title on yeah i i, I do think you can't take the title off of hangman this early because you cut the legs out not only from under him but from under the last two years of storytelling if he if he if he wins the title after all of that only to lose it in his first title defense well i don't i don't know where i don't know where where we are after that. Other, like you have an awesome champion and Danielson, but everything that happened before that seems to be for naught to me. I do think they could follow up on a lot of stuff better. Like we don't see much stuff with, with page in the dark order after that was such an integral part of sure. the show for, for such a long time as well. Stuplexer says the revolution card should be one four hour match between <laughs> page and Danielson. And Mark says, Robert has it right. This match wasn't about Hangman beating Danielson and Kayfabe. It was about making Hangman a wrestler who can carry the brand. That, and that is a good point, Robert. Like, now Hangman, when he goes out there, you'll have that question in your mind. Like, will this go an hour? Because we know that he can go an hour. Uh, not that I'm comparing him to Cena in the ring, 
But Cena went up against Michaels at WrestleMania 23, and Jim Ross called it finishing school. Hangman just went to finishing school with Brian Danielson. Dante V says the time limit draw took the hype out of this show. Uh, WWE can, booking conditioned people in the wrong way. I agree. Uh, if, if you're applying WWE logic or notions to this show, you're probably just watching the wrong show. You're probably just watching the wrong show because this does everything different. 20 years of conditioning of watching one, only one kind of major professional wrestling. And we'll do that to somebody where you're like that because those conventions are ingrained in your brain from 20 years of only having them. And then some other things sprinkled out there that maybe you're not watching because they're not on TV for you. Especially when the primary alternative in TNA, instead of embracing the alternative that that made them gain the buzz, they said, Oh, well let's just be like what they are. And they adopted so many of those things. Yeah. Cadillac Carson says the buckshot lariat and then time runs out. Hope my neighbors didn't mind me yelling. What a match. So working the arm, him not being able to use the arm for a while, then finally doing it, and but it costing him those crucial seconds. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was good storytelling. That was really masterful yeah. storytelling. Miguel says they had more commercials during Paige and Danielson than the amount of times MJF flipped his bird during the match. Ah, they, it was an hour long. It's an hour long. It had to do Watch that to do somewhere. Iron Man from NXT last year with the four guys. That had way too many commercials, and it can hurt a match, but I think there was enough action here, and because it wasn't an Iron Man, and you never knew when it would end, it was warranted. You got to get your 15 minutes in. That's, that's Them's the rules. Eloquent says, do you think Danielson and Hangman should have gone last? I get they opened to pop a rating, but it was impossible to follow that. I don't think they did it just to pop a rating. I think they did it because timing issues. Uh, you have a hotter crowd, a more energetic crowd. That crowd's going to be very, very happy when they see that 10-man tag on Rampage in like hour three of whatever they're watching this week. They're all right. R26 says, I'm glad I waited for Hangman and Page and the Utami Siri match on the 29th before I made my top 10 matches of the year. I'm glad Siri's getting some love, too. Um, Yeah. Any thoughts, Robert? I see you about to say something. No, I just think like this match is an easy runaway for a match of the year. I don't think anything comes close this is the aew match that says this company's arrived and yeah look they opened with it and that might have hurt the show but they closed with punk sting and darby and i don't think if you're watching at home you could ask for anything better to sandwich a show uh and yeah i do want to give siri some love because the years that she was in ufc and it wasn't quite working out for i was like oh well she's she's gonna come back to wrestling and she's gonna kill it so i'm really glad to see her getting her flowers. Uh, William Tucker said, love the match. Can this lead to an increased fan base? Possibly. If there is that type of, if they, quite frankly, if there's a 1989 NWA fan that happened upon this match, they're going to see this and they're going to go, wow, that was cool. Like, there you go. And that, that quite honestly, AEW doesn't have that older demographic. William says, do you think the rematch will be on the first episode of TBS? Uh, Battle of the Belts. Battle of the Belts. Has to be on Battle of the Belts. Brian Moore says he was literally yelling out loud at his phone. He's never been so invested in a match. Brian looked like he could go another hour insane conditioning. He skinned the cat at 58 minutes, Alex. Yep. Yeah. Um, Remember when he was retired? No, the fact that like (laughs) 40 minutes in there, he was just doing jumping jacks in the corner. 
Like he was just, he's got the, he's got the conditioning of a madman. He, he could do, he could go two hours. I believe it. Daniel R says, I want Brian Danielson to beat up everyone. And then TK says, I have one bullet left and it's either Omega, Saber or Gargano. Uh, I think Gargano is probably going to pop up before that. I mean, yeah. he, I think he's going to take some time off as he said, mm-hmm. but I mean, one bullet left and a guy that I he went to the Okada trigger. Thing. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be Okada. All due respect to Zack Saber, I think if if Brian Danielson goes through everybody, it's got to be somebody like Okada. Mm. Andy Slamberg says Adam Page has been a revelation. Send him and Danielson out at Battle of the Belts with a ninety-minute time limit. I still think like haven't we just heard that this is an hour? I don't I, know. I feel like it is an hour. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'll check on it. I'll ask. Rerun says it's official. Tony Khan does not believe in foreplay. Excellent crowd. The version of Brian Danielson is my favorite wrestler of all time. I love hearing that too. I just love hearing that. And I'm sure he loves hearing that because he is an artist that wanted to create. Yeah. And he's getting to paint his picture right now. Rainsy says an hour of some of the best wrestling of the year. And we get to see it again. How can you be mad at that? When do you see the rematch happening? Do they save it for revolution? I don't think they can say, I don't think they can wait until no, the far, beginning of far. March, Alex. Too far. Like, the, the, uh, uh, I mean, unless they do the thing again and we get an, another non-finish of some kind and move, uh, like move, keep kicking the can further down the road. I feel like you gotta, you gotta do it. Like, I think, I think this is a perfect thing to like say, well, you saw these guys go 60 minutes. You saw that Ed Winter is coming now at our first ever big time Saturday quarterly special. They are going to be the thing you're going to tune in and see and have that go to go to the finish. Whoever wins wins. And then you can move on to whoever, whoever wins that gets, gets another feud keeping t- taking them into, into revolution. Look, I mean, selfishly revolutions, not too far for me. I'd love for them to run it back at revolution, but I think it has to be on their first big quarterly special. We have Brandon Campbell saying, is it possible the draw happened because Brian was just a fill-in and Hangman was supposed to face Moxley? In which case, Hangman would have just won. I I, I do think that Moxley was the original plan. That's, that's just me, yeah. based on his trajectory. But now you're in a situation, uh, Alex, where when Moxley comes back, he's going to be world title hot again. Yeah. Yeah, and he was and he was in route to that anyway. He was he he sure was, and he was on he was en route to like becoming the 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 brawler heel that 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 everybody fears because he just hurts people so quickly. Um, I I I wonder if it was supposed to be Moxley. If it was, that would make sense because to me, I feel like you gotta give. This is one of the things that I'm that I'm I, again I'm willing to let it play out, but it were, if it were me, I would want to give Hangman a good, solid, strong victory in his first title defense. And then move on to Danielson, where he can do this longer storyline, where they go at it and they're they're evenly matched for sixty minutes or whatever and beyond. It kind of hurts to me the whole storytelling of this that he won the belt at full gear, cemented that story, finished that story off, and then he hasn't had a match between then and now. Like I would have loved to have him get some title defense in there, some match in there where he gets to look really strong, like the champion of your show before he has this long, long thing with, with Danielson. I am 100% convinced that this was the plan for Hangman against Brian because I knew 
that this is the guy you go 60 with. And I know Tony Khan is such a big fan of the territories. And I knew Battle of the Belts was coming. I think it would happen there. I do think Moxley would have gotten past Brian, but I think this was always the plan for Brian to take him to 60 minutes. Last call for Super Chats and Humper Chats. Head over to HumperChats.com or donate here on YouTube. Robert Aquatic says, I feel you, Alex, but Hangman will forever be working to submit himself as worthy as of the confidence his fans have in him. The anxious millennial cowboy story. Cowboy shit. That, that is a good point. Jay Blood says, the promotion tonight added breadth to whatever you can expect as a fan by giving you something you never expected. I'm here for it. Not a lot of one-hour-long matches on no. cable TV, especially no. these days. Uh, so I thought they pulled it off masterfully, even with all the commercials. And, and like that was that was such a – like the complaint level of that. It's like, well, it's a necessary complaint. They, they just – they had to do it. They didn't have any option. They did it as well as they possibly could. Sucks that they had to, but oh well. Max G says, love AEW. Love Hangman and Brian Danielson, but did not think it was entertaining for 60 minutes. I also think TK is possibly getting comfortable overselling shows. I believe in AEW, but there's only so many times before this erodes my trust. Uh, Max, I could not disagree more with each of your points. Um, I think that this was a good finish, a good match. I was entertained and excited throughout this whole thing. Is there any agreement on, on any of these points from either one of you? Not for me. Alex, I mean, I, I don't know. I, 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 I thought it, I thought it was an, like it was a masterpiece, and then I wanted. I just I because I was rooting so hard for Hangman to be the guy. I just I wanted him to crawl sure. over there and get an arm on him and have the one two three. But and I would have been. Was it would have been the, it was the best match I've ever seen. Are you can as sixty minutes of that storytelling and that athleticism at fifty nine fifty nine. I would have loved that as a finish. Yeah. Dr. Or DN Dynamite says WWE has too many writers. That's why nothing pays off. Things get forgotten and overlooked. In AEW, Tony Khan keeps track, so everything flows. Well, if he doesn't keep track, the audience does for him, and that's that's the benefit. Lockman says, unrelated to AEW, who do you think Shibata faces? Holy shit, he's back. Oh, so happy to see this. He said maybe two or three times a year. I think that's a smart pace. Robert, who do you think he faces? Uh, it's got to be Kenta. There you go. Got to be Kenta. Got to be yeah. Kenta. Yeah, I would say that too. Daniel R says, weird question. Are we done with cinematic matches? No, I don't think we are. I, but obviously they're never coming back to the level in which they were. Yeah, hopefully. I think you I think you can do one with a specific type of character or a specific type of feud. Um I, I think I think that that we're all if we're ever gonna do a stadium stampede, there's always gonna be parts of that that are yes. probably taped ahead of time, things like that. Yeah, I think they're just on the shelf because Last year, we got so many for such a bad reason. I would love if uh, in the future, Stadium Stampede, just like that's a rampage, is just an, an hour of Stadium Stampede because they can tape it. Nobody's going to miss out on anything at a live show because they're probably not going to do it at, at in Vegas when they go back. So Pro Wrestling Podcast says, unrelated, hope you all have a Merry Christmas. Well, we hope you do Me too. too Absolutely. And we will be here next Tuesday at 6 p.m. for the holiday stream, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern. I hope you all will join us and uh, donate to that stream. It's open now. So if you want to go ahead and send a super chat over there now, you can. All the proceeds go towards uh, freelancer staff fees 
or, or staff uh, bonuses. And uh, that goes a long way, and they definitely appreciate that. Sawyer says, I feel Tony thinks Hangman is drawing against American Dragon is equivalent to getting a strong win and cementing his position were it any other opponent. I get the logic, but I just don't like it. I agree with you there. I think he does buy that going 60 minutes with Brian Danielson is is going over. Especially if they, they're going to have the rematch. And if Hangman gets the victory there, like that, that that's that that does everything that you want it to. Um, yeah, I, I think that we, that we can move on from there if, if that's if that's the way they're going to go. Um, but but the I, running... I, think it, I think it is important that that Hangman, after that long story and him beating Kenny, is is a guy who gets to be looked at as the top guy in AEW at least on the level of Kenny and and Danielson and Punk and all those guys at the top. With the run Brian's been on, I think. If you just have Hangman beat him in 20, it's as bad as, hey, we know you're their boy and you beat Jericho on night one. He had to go all the way, establish him as a badass who can actually go. I see you all in the chat saying that Kenta has Tanahashi in the dome, no DQ. There's like it's seven like three nights, don't they? <laughs> it's, I was going to say, there's 732 nights of that show. <laughs> this is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Uh Johnny Oxblow, Oxbow, damn. Sorry to accuse you of blowing oxen. <laughs> It says Battle of the Belts has been promoted for a one-hour special. Having a 20-minute match of Hangman versus Brian makes this one look weak. I don't think so. Uh, I have seen MMA fights go uh, a minute, and the rematch goes five rounds. It happens. It happens. Uh, Mike Anubi says, Love seeing you on Quizlemania SRS. It's the reason I joined Fightful Select. Hashtag and still. Should definitely check the Blood on the Clock Tower playlist and join a game. Some uh, something you would love, or some would love it, some would hate it, but everybody would be talking about it. Uh, the most fun I ever had on camera was playing Spyfall and completely abusing everybody on the panel uh, mentally and just owning them. But I don't know if that game would be good for me having ADHD. I'm Just Joe says, I'm sorry, but the Kevin Owens news sucked the life out of the show. We get Kyle O'Reilly. What a letdown. Kevin lost a fan today. Buddy, listen, listen. I appreciate the super chat. That's weird. Please don't ever be like that. Kevin Owens is taking care of his family. He got a really, really good deal. Kevin Owens had nothing to do with anything in AEW over the next month and a half at a minimum. Yeah. Kyle O'Reilly is a letdown. They didn't even mention Kyle O'Reilly. Joe, I'm sorry, buddy. This like, is so off base. I do feel like... If they signed Kevin and Kevin got a great deal, that's great for him. I hope they utilize him for what they paid him for because Kevin Owens did yes. falter in recent years. But yeah, saying look, KO well, he is didn't, doing what he didn't. Is they did. They faltered. No, yeah, absolutely. I I don't I don't trust them as far as I can throw them to actually do anything with him that 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 leads up that actually is worth the contract that he signed. But I don't fault Kevin Owens. I'm going to be rooting for him to be a, a five-time yeah. five champion, you know, in the during his contract. 
Jay Blood says the ox blow is my finish. Merry Christmas. <laughs> and Alicia Ellis says ready for the next page and hook story. Also, congrats to him for passing Punk for the weekly T-shirt sales That's on amazing. pro wrestling tees. Unreal. Yeah. What do you want to see next from Hook? Uh, I want to see him get more and more matches. Like at this point, you, if he's put on dark, you need to promote that as an event. Mm-hmm. You need to say he's going to face somebody on dark. And uh, yeah, it's got to be something special. But Hook needs that FTW title. That's his birthright. And he needs yeah. to take it from whoever. I, I, I love the idea of Ricky getting jealous of Hook. And we and we can, we get to split there because because everyone's talking about hook 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 hook. I'm the FTW title. I'm the leader of Team Taz. And Taz is like, wait a minute, this is my son. Who says you're the leader of Team Taz? And then we get a split. And Hobbs is like, well, I don't know what to do here. There's a really cool story they can do there. I think that uh, Hook eventually wins that FTW title. I think that Ricky gets pushed out of Team Taz. Yep. Because Taz wants his. Yep. Kid. Yep. Uh, Ryan B. Jam Beard says SRS's Spyfall game is one of my favorites all time from the No Rolled Bard channel. Everyone thought he was. I, 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 don't spoil it for people. Anybody that <laughs> wants to watch that, go watch the No Rolls Bard episode of Spyfall I was on. It was a blast. It was so much fun. Uh, it was it was great. Uh, guys, I will be in Lexington on Sunday at Toy Vomit Toy HQ briefly. Uh, but go there, visit Danhausen, visit Ethan Page, visit Hornswoggle. Most importantly, visit our good friends at Toy Vomit, Toy HQ, Lexington, Kentucky, Sunday afternoon. What they did uh, for the, the impromptu toy drive that Fightful put together was incredible. I will never forget that, and I hope you guys support that. Robert, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me everywhere at Dude Felice. You can find me just about every day on Fightful, writing up stories, helping out with the news, and you can find me elsewhere talking into this microphone, just following me on Twitter. Sometimes I'll let you know where. You can also check out youtube.com slash Fightful Distraction. That is the Distractions YouTube channel. There's an incredible video that Jeremy Lambert did with Jonathan Gresham that you all should watch of him watching wrestling. We also have the Fightful Scraps clip page. It's youtube.com slash Fightful Scraps. You're going to love that. Please subscribe to it. Kyler does a ton of great work. Alex, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me on the Twitter at Alex Sour Graps. Uh, late night on Fightful Select on Mondays, uh, I, I will do the the Raw review for Sour Graps, where you know I'll talk about Raw in in much much less glowing terms than Sean and Denise. Um, and then uh, on Saturday, some at some point on a Saturday, I'll, I'll talk about SmackDown and Rampage, so you can get all my thoughts on the other AEW show over there as well. Seth says. Words I never thought I would say. Oh, it's just Sting. <laughs> Guys, FightfulSelect.com. We've broken so many big stories this year. Kevin Owens, uh, his deal coming up, re-signing with WWE. Pete Dunne's contract coming up, re-signing with WWE. Adam Cole leaving WWE. Brian Danielson leaving WWE. CM Punk coming back to wrestling. All the Johnny Gargano stuff. That's just the contract stuff we've brought broken completely separate of all the other things like, like Malachi Black showing up in AEW. Please subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Uh, if you like your wrestling news to be accurate, uh, I would uh, appreciate you guys subscribing. That's the best way to support it. Micah says, wraps us up and says, I apologize for not being active enough to be aware of that. Still think you'd get a kick out of watching it. 
Thank you so much. It is a pleasure. Uh, that is actually a chat that was sent between me and Luis. Not a super <laughs> chat at all, but there you go. Uh, but yes, uh, check out the Spyfall video as well. I was on Quizzlemania today. I thought this show was going to be an hour because we had an hour-long match to talk about. You guys supported us so much, and we yes. hang around that extra hour. Alex and Robert know. When I took this over, I said, an hour, boys. Yeah, that's it. We, an hour, boys. No more 90-minute yeah. shows. <laughs> Every AEW show you guys want to hang around and talk about it 90 minutes. That, yep. That's what we're here for. Thank you all so much. We're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.